Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, now, just this week, we were talking about the dramatic decrease in the number of nightclubs in this country. The same thing seems to have happened to the traditional Irish B&B. 20 years ago, there were around 4,000 of them. Now that's down to around 800. John G. O'Dwyer is the author of the 50 Best Irish Walks and has been writing about this in The Examiner. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon to you, Sean. And so what are the reasons for this, do you think? Well, I suppose there's a multitude of reasons uh, for that. I would think, you know, that firstly, when I was a young person, which isn't today or yesterday, maybe in the 70s and early 80s, when we were going away, we never even thought of thinking about booking into a hotel. We always thought about a B&B. And rule of thumb, now I can remember then we'll say at that stage, we think of a and b as being about... £10 in those days, that shows how far back it is, £30 for a hotel. A big thing that has happened now with the coming of hotels is the prices have come much closer together. That's certainly one of the factors. Mm. But then again, I would have thought, especially in, in the age of kind of slow tourism and people come to Ireland, uh, uh, you know, if you're an American tourist, you don't want to come to Ireland and stay in a hotel that looks like it might be in Milwaukee or someplace. Yeah, that was the, the the thing about it. It was the specialness of the, the, the American market particularly liked it. This was their highlight, arriving into a real Irish home. They felt they, had, they were really in Ireland. The cup of coffee, the chat, generally it would have been the housewife. And then in the morning, the breakfast. And then, you know, you know if they're going, is isn't too far from me, the Rock of Cashel, who's the best guide up there? Where's the best place to get food? That kind of thing. All that conversation and that kind of thing, that closeness. I think that's being being lost now, and I suppose I agree with you. I mean, uh, if you're talking about budget hotel, Milwaukee, you know, or Dublin, or you know, or Galway, all much the same. Yeah, but is it has it become more onerous for B and B owners? <laughs> Yes, I think it has. Well, another factor, I think, definitely, is uh, female participation in the labour force. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, it was a gold mine for people. Women didn't tend to participate in the labour force, but they could get a nice income from themselves, whether they were on a farm or whether in the towns their husband was going off to work. That's the way society was structured. Now women, of course, there are abundance of opportunities. They're far more educated. And, you know, B&B work is very, very hard work. And I think you, you know, and then with regulation, in those days, you just opened up your family home. Now everybody expects a room will be on suite. You have regulations, you have standards, you have fire regulations, you have planning regulations to meet. So it's not quite as attractive. I suppose it's, the, you know, how a society has become far more complex. And um, to meet all those regulations with three to six rooms, uh, a hotel with 150 rooms is in a better place to do that. Yeah. Of course. And it, it, as things stand at the moment, if you open a and b you have to provide an ensuite and it has to have a certain amount of room. Not the... necessarily, no. I mean, it's, it's, you, have, you don't have to. I think I'm talking about people's expectations. Mm. You'll see B&B, all rooms ensuite. No, by the regulations, you don't. In fact, what you have to have is you only have to have one bathroom for the first six people in the house, and that includes the family. And um, so, you know, you mm. don't have to have that. But 
but that's the regulation, that's the floor, but what the market is demanding, and uh, that's what they're demanding. And then Irish people, I suppose, don't want to find out about the best, uh, you know, guide on the Rock of Cashel or the best guide in Killarney. So they want, they, they're happy enough for the anonymity of staying in budget hotels. But, you know, the landladies were absolutely fantastic. And, of course, if you went back to the, the 70s, the great thing about that, or whatever it was, was landladies would always check, and this, of course, maybe put people off, were these people married before she would allow them share rooms? That was quite common as well. It was a different world. I don't, I don't think that is uh, only married. Bring your marriage certificate with you. Uh, when well, you I remember start. one time taking a group down. I was quite young down to Kerry, and uh, I got up in the morning at Lovely Steve, and I met the landlady like thunder looking at me, and um, she told me that uh, there had been a terrible thing had happened. Um, one of the guys who was staying in another B&B, he had a girlfriend in the group, and he tried to sneak into the house. <laughs> and, oh, my God, she was saying, this is the, the sort of standards in this group. So we were still moving out of there and told like that we with such low standards, we really weren't welcome back. Right. So it might that be a factor, though, as well, in, in that, you know, landladies had a bad name. Uh, um, yeah, in that they were a bit judgmental and nosy the society that doesn't yeah. happen of course anymore but I think there was of course and that is one of the things I think if the houses were small I think there was a tendency to think that you were intruding on the family as well mm. as that mm. and when people then you know went to a hotel or whatever uh, you know you went into a room he was totally anonymous nobody knew who was with who and uh, I think people did the anonymity as well as that what some people wanted but of course then if you're out in a local area and that kind of thing and now we're growing walking and cycling tourism you can't have a budget hotel they're in urban areas so I think we would be great if we could get some B&Bs to return like along the greenways the new pilgrim paths and that kind of thing where there's already shortages showing up and and, like is Falch Ireland maybe supporting B&Bs or doing something for them in particularly that kind of regard they regulate it more than anything else some support is provided on an ad hoc basis by the leader groups I think we have to look at that. So we'll say, we, I think if you're putting in a new greenway, we'll say there's a proposal from Dublin to Galway. I think as part of that package of the funding for that, it should look at accommodation and that, you know, we incentivize B&Bs to develop along the route. And because the capital costs are so high, we really, you really have to have grant aid for bringing up the house to that standard. I think we're identified need, and there's going to be more of it now, because I, there's a, quite a shift away from urban tourism into pilgrim paths, uh, greenways, uh, cycling, hiking, mountain climbing, all that kind of and kayaking. Uh, and B&Bs like, you know, we've lost them because of the urbanisation of tourism. We're moving back into the countryside now. We need I think to uh, reimagine the B&B. Yeah. Do, do B&B owners have a kind of representative body to kind of... They do in that. They do have that B&B Ireland. It's the yeah. town and country homes in Ireland, the farmhouses and the rural B&Bs as well as that so they do have that and now they have been out recently and I was working and I wrote a book not only 50 best walks I also wrote a book with Sandra Bardwell on walking the Kerry Way but when I was putting that book together some of the B&Bs had closed down so there are gaps along the route there as well that make it quite quite difficult for people 
to actually find accommodation. And of course, when you're walking, um, you, know, you know, a half a mile off the route even seems a long way to walk mm. at the end of a long trudge of 25 kilometres or something like that. So I think we have to reimagine everything and reimagine rural tourism. John, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was John G. O'Dwyer, author of The 50 Best Irish Walks, and as you heard there, uh, co author of Walking the Kerry Way. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.